I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. And this is United States of Murder's very own Wacky Wednesday. All right. Here we are. Here we are. Number. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no one knows anymore. Just kidding. How many do you have? I have one story. Oh, well, we'll yeah. sandwich them again. Okay. So, uh, poison specialist Connor Bowman fatally poisoned his pharmacist wife and then tried to stop the autopsy. So this happened in Minnesota. Uh, Like I said, he's a poison specialist and former medical resident at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. And he was charged with fatally poisoning his 32-year-old wife. Holy crap. She died days after she went to the hospital back in August. So she went in for like stomach stuff. You said a resident, a current, he was a he current was resident? He was a current resident. Yes, he's 30. Oh he God. then tried to stop the autopsy of his wife, Betty, arguing that she should be cremated immediately. And he claimed she had a rare illness, which hospital tests did not confirm. So the medical examiner's office halted the order for cremation, citing suspicious circumstances according to the criminal complaint, and an autopsy showed that she had died from toxic effects of colcine, which is a medically used to treat gout. Did he think... Colchicine? Colchicine? I feel Sounds like good. I've heard that about gout. <laughs> um, did they not... Did he not think that they would find these things out? I mean, she's not taking this medicine for gout. It showed up in her blood when they did the autopsy, which I guess is why he was trying to get him to stop it. Smart people are dumb, too, is yes. all I'm going to say. Yes, they are. So medical records indicate she was not diagnosed with gout, had not been prescribed this medicine, and that he had been researching the drug prior to her death. Six days before she was hospitalized, he had also converted his wife's weight to kilograms and multiplied that by 0.8 to 0.8 milligrams slash kilograms considered that's what the rate for the lethal dosage was. Here we go, people, with this search history. <laughs> you would think people would know Stop by Googling. Now. Like, you cannot Google anything. No. So one of her friends told investigators that she was healthy and her marriage was in peril due to infidelity and other issues. Mm. And the divorce was on the horizon. She also claimed the couple had separate bank accounts due to Connor's debt. Yeah, he has no money. Why is he worried? He's a resident. She's a pharmacist. Yeah, she has the money, not him. Well, oh, did he want her money? He told the friend he was set to collect $500,000 in life insurance. You're about to be a physician. You only have a couple of years left, you dodo. Oh, my God. Authorities did find a receipt for $450,000 that had been deposited into the bank. Mm-mm. Mayo Clinic spokeswoman said on Tuesday that they were, you know, they didn't identify him by name, just that he was a resident at the hospital. Wow. We are aware of recent arrest of a former Mayo Clinic resident on charges unrelated to his Mayo Clinic responsibilities, she said. The resident's training at the Mayo Clinic ended earlier this month. Betty Bowman, like I said, was a pharmacist there. And according to the criminal complaint, the Southeast Minnesota, Minnesota Medical Examiner's Office 
alerted police of the suspicious death on August 21st, the day after she died. Mm. She was admitted on August 16th with severe GI distress and dehydration, and her condition deteriorated rapidly. Her initial symptoms were those of food poisoning, and they were treated like that. But they got worse and worse, and she experienced cardiac issues, fluid in her lungs, and organ failure. While she was in the hospital, Connor suggested she was suffering from a rare illness called hemophilactic lymphohistosis, or HLH. But hospital tests came back inconclusive (laughs) for that. But... He kept telling people that's what she had. Okay, dude. No. He told the medical examiner's office that Betty Bowman's death was natural and that she did not want to be a cadaver. Natural? Mm Mm-hmm. And therefore, the autopsy should just be canceled. He asked an investigator at the medical examiner's office if the toxicology analysis would be more thorough than the one done at the hospital. Too many questions, sir. Stop. Why are you asking so many questions? Um, You're a walking red flag. So the night before she went to the hospital, she told a man identified just as SS that she was drinking at home with Connor. The next morning, she told this same man with the initials SS that she was very sick, possibly from a drink that was mixed into a large smoothie. Connor was a poison specialist and answered calls about poisons using devices from the University of Kansas for his work. A woman at the University of Kansas told investigators that he had been researching that same medication, the drug used to treat gout. But again, it's like you're researching this and this is what your wife has in her system. He researched it, but there had been no calls to like the poison place that he had talked to or... Neither had any of the other employees. So investigators found that he had searched on the internet. Can internet search histories be used in court? Yes. And (laughs) how to delete Amazon data. They can get it back. Yes. Oh, my gosh. He did did calculations that matched the lethal dosage rate for that medication. He also searched for information on purchasing that in liquid form five days before Betty got sick and made visits to a website that helps service online purchases, which investigators say coincided with the online activity for purchasing said medication. Mm. The Minnesota Department of Health found this in her blood and urine samples that were taken at the hospital, and the medical examiner determined the cause of death was toxic effects of the medication. Mm. According to her obituary, she married Connor in 2021, so just two years. The couple lived in Rochester, Minnesota, where she worked diligent and capable as a hospital pharmacist while he went through internal medicine residency. What a weasel. Yes. He is scheduled to appear in court today. This day we're recording it, November the 1st. So this marks at least the third time someone has allegedly killed their spouse with poison in the last couple months. A Colorado dentist is accused of killing his wife by lacing her protein shake. And a Utah woman wrote the children's book 
about coping with grief <sighs> after she was accused of fatally poisoning her husband. You are gonna get caught if you poison someone. It, right. I just, that's... He was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. His attorney mm-hmm. has not responded to requests for any comments, so... But here's the thing. Life insurance payouts take a minute. Mm-hmm. So I wonder where that money came from, that $450,000 that he deposited. Because he wouldn't have got I me mean, August to November. He could have taken out another loan, I guess. I mean, maybe that's enough time. I don't know. I thought they would have put I, a stop payment on life insurance if it was a suspicious well, death. I think, yeah, I think it has to be investigated Especially first. to the beneficiary. You don't I'm, just die from life causes or natural causes in your early 30s. Also, with this medication in your system that had you had more than a lethal dose. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. When I grow up and get married, <laughs> do not fix me shit. Don't give me a smoothie. Don't give me a drink. Don't make uh, my plate. I don't even want you to touch my toothbrush. Oh, man. I don't trust any of you suckers. No. Golly. I, I'm like you, though. I feel like you... You cannot poison people this day and age. They're going to run a head-to-toe screening. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, the person's probably going to die, but you're probably going to get caught. I, I mean, I'm glad they're getting caught, but it's so dumb. Well, they're going to try to figure out if you if this is something that, like food poisoning, what did you eat? What is in your system? What happened? Is this like a listeria outbreak in lettuce and there, we need to figure out where it came from? You know what I'm saying? I think I'm just judging him i don't know him but he's probably one of those guys that's just such a narcissist thinks he's so smart especially because he was into poison yep. control yeah that he's like i'm gonna get away with this yeah they're never gonna and they just yeah. don't think mm-hmm. there's just something in their head where they just think they're so smart they're not gonna get busted but you're screwed sir you're never <sighs> gonna get out of so debt. much for all that money that you so thought you would dumb ridiculous oh my years. god Two years and you're going to murder her? I'm going to have to tell Samuel about this. I'm going to tell him he needs to listen to this story. He was taking a break after that one depressing episode. (laughs) That one? That one. I'm like, they're all depressing. (laughs) Just listen to our wackies. Yeah. So patron Nick sent us, or he sent me this story. And thank you for helping me find one this week because I was (laughs) scouring the internet, couldn't find anything. It's about an Oklahoma judge who exchanged over 500 text messages during a murder trial. What? Yeah. No, no. It gets way worse. So the state's top jurist recommended that 50-year-old Tracy Soderstrom, a district judge in Lincoln County, be removed from the bench after she and a bailiff mocked lawyers, jurors, <gasps> and witnesses. They were making fun of oh, them? Oh, it's bad. During a murder trial... That began on June 7th. There's video footage of Judge Soderstrom placing her personal cell phone in her lap out of the view from the courtroom. And she was basically texting the entire time with the bailiff. Oh, and she was looking on Facebook, too. And she was the judge. My... Now I'm going to have to tell Max's dad to yeah, listen to this. Yeah. And this was a very serious trial. Well, it's a murder trial. The man, Christian Martzel, was charged with first-degree murder in the fatal beating of his girlfriend's two-year-old son. And you basically have this judge. Not paying attention. Not paying attention, gossiping, making fun of people. Oh, my Lord. And based on some of the texts, she seemed like she thought he was innocent. 
and she wanted a particular outcome in the case. She also texted about how awesome the defense attorney was and that she wanted to clap for her. Very odd. Very odd. She texted about how a police officer who took the stand was pretty and that she could look at him all day long. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> is this Ashley as the judge? Like, look at this police officer over here. Hey, boy, I love hey, him in hey, uniform. Wee, wee, wee. Oh, my God. <laughs> This would be me as a judge, texting people, I'm just taking like screenshots. <laughs> this is terrible, though, for real, all joking aside. No, yeah. You it's, need, it's not like it's a, a traffic violation. No. You need your people to be paying attention. Oh, shit. While the DA was addressing jurors during jury selection, she wrote, quote, that he was sweating through his coat, and the bailiff responded... <laughs> I hate to laugh. It's not funny, it's not funny. but it is. I'm just thinking because about it this. sounds like you're out at a bar and yeah. you're texting your friend, like, "Look at that guy! Ew, gross!" Ew, and gross. it's like, who these, farted? And it's like these are the the main people yes. that are. It's like they're the professionals. This here. person's life, the freedom, everything depends on you taking yes. this serious. And it's just so. It gets it gets worse. So she. So the bailiff responded, yes, it's gross. He's gross and a horrible speaker. The judge texted the bailiff that the jury was, quote, going to hate the district attorney and then responded to the bailiffs and they didn't put what exactly they said, crass and demeaning reference to the prosecutor's genital area. <gasps> so he made fun of their penis. So Do you know it was a man? It could have been a camel toe. <laughs> He's a man. Oh, He's a man. it still could be a camel toe. It's the district attorney, so the bailiff said something about his genitals and made a ha-ha icon. And in another text to the bailiff about this same DA, Judge Soderstrom wrote, Why does he... <laughs> I don't even know what you're going to say, and I'm laughing. It's hard because this is so serious, but God, this it's such a funny thing to say. Why does he have baby hands? <laughs> Why does he have baby hands? They're so weird looking. <laughs> and I have little hands that I, I play just, with. That, so I was thinking, I'm thinking of my little baby hands that I play with that like Kristen Wiig has on SNL. <laughs> what is that? They're picking jurors and she's just like, talk, they're talking about his penis and his baby hands. This is nuts. So she commented on a juror's hair and texted, that's a wig. Look at that hairline. Not a party city wig. <laughs> uh, look at that hairline. They're definitely wearing a wig. Oh, God. Prompting the bailiff to respond, OMG, LOL. I don't know if that the bailiff's a man or a woman, but the judge and bailiff had another back and forth on if another juror had teeth. This is terrible. They're basically going through the whole jury and making fun of their appearance. And the attorneys. And the, like, lit, except for the defense attorney who she loves and wanted to clap for. She's making fun of. <sighs> this is so bad. I do feel bad for laughing so much. Because it sounds like it's almost like a parody. It sounds like a skit. Yeah. On SNL. It's so crazy to me. So in one text, she actually did talk about the case. She wrote, state couldn't accept that a mom could kill their kids. So they went after the next person available. Oh, shit. So it sounds like she thought the mom was responsible, uh -huh. too. In another text, she wrote, DNA excluded Martzel on the bed. No way they get guilty on murder. This is to the bailiff. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. 
Christian, the man who was on trial, was eventually convicted of second-degree manslaughter in the 2018 death of Braxton Danker. Will they not throw this case out? I'm not this sure yet. It's a It obviously is a mistrial. Like, this is a mess. And... And she should get disbarred. Oh, it's bad. I mean, this is... It's like you can't just be texting and no. laughing and... No. She was not paying enough attention to this case. No. So... He was sentenced to time served, and his girlfriend, the mother of the child, Judith Danker, pled guilty to enabling child abuse, and she was sentenced to 25 years. Oh, shit. So, I mean, all terrible, but um, I didn't want to get that much into the case since it's about child death, but it all came to light that she was on her phone the entire time when the Oklahoman published more than 50 minutes of courtroom security footage, and reported that it showed the judge texting and scrolling Facebook during the trial. I watched some of the footage. You can see the whole thing. She just has it down in her lap. She's texting. She's scrolling the whole time. And in response to the publicity, what she say? She had the courtroom security camera moved, so she was out of view. And Chief Justice Kane's petition said that she should be removed for gross neglect of duty, uh-huh. gross partiality, oh Lord, partiality in office and other grounds, and that her conduct brought disrepute upon her office and diminished public confidence in the judiciary. Which is true. It's like, if you, you can't know, trust your judge, judges cannot, like, no. They're not the defense or the prosecution. They're listening to both sides, and she's just like... And these are elected. You oh, are elected. God. A hearing on the petition to remove Judge Soderstrom has been set for November 15th and 16th Ooh, in the up. Oklahoma Supreme Court. A trial date has been set for January 3rd, 2024. That's messed up. Sorry we laugh so much, guys. But I know. This is crazy. The she's saying... And if I was a juror and I found out those things were said, I'd be crying. I'm too sensitive. There is a show, which is what this is, why I was laughing, one of the reasons I was laughing so hard. Think of the James Marsden yes. show. I haven't watched it, but it I've heard about it. It sounds exactly like this. That is the funniest damn thing I've I heard. It's ever. funny. It is so funny, Lacey. I need to watch it. It Because everybody knows it's fake except for the one guy. Yeah. And it's like a trial like this. Yeah. The judge is fake. Bailiff's fake. Everyone's All the fake. other jurors are fake. He doesn't know that, though. He thinks this is really a trial. <laughs> but it's so, it's messed up. Like, it's yeah, jokes. That's why I'm like, like this This sounds like a parody or like a skit. It's just like, it does. Because why does he have baby hands? Look at his penis. Right. It's like, that's a wig. You're a judge. And this is what you're texting oh, out to a bailiff. So that's messed up. Oh my god! But yeah, she's busted. Uh, yeah. I hope she's disbarred. I do. Too. God, we already have issues with our judicial For system. Real. How many cases has she done that with before mm-hmm. and not paid enough attention mm-hmm. or been super biased? And mm-hmm. God, she's probably responsible. Yeah. Mm. It's a mess. And those people can come back and that's like demand what I was a thinking. retrial. Anyone that's been yeah. had her as their uh-huh. judge, they can have it looked into. Especially murder. <sighs> like you said, it's not a traffic ticket. I cannot imagine sitting somewhere, like listening about a man allegedly beating a two-year-old, 
and be talking about his crotch. He's sweaty. Oh, look at that sexy police officer on the stand. It's like, okay, man, this is not the time to be talking about like talk about this over drinks later. What are you doing for real? It's it's a mess. (sighs) Shit. All right. Well, here's my last one. Not funny. Okay. A student who attempted to save a little money by reheating spaghetti bolognese that he had left over for five days was found dead 10 hours later. Yes. So this happened in is a 20-year-old Belgian named AJ had left the remains of his dinner out at room temperature before finishing it a few days later and going out to play sports with his friends. He's 20. They eat anything. So I'm not faulting him for that. Yeah. So he returned a half hour later and was complaining of a headache and stomach pains before enduring vomiting and diarrhea. Instead of going to the doctor, he just went to bed to sleep it off, which well, I, mean, I would have done the same, same thing. I mean, I never go to the doctor just no. from vomiting. And or diarrhea, diarrhea or a headache? No. no. Tragically, he was found dead the next day by his parents who had went to check on him after he didn't go to class. So somebody had probably text mom and dad and was like, hey, he didn't show up. His time of death was later ruled to be around 4 a.m., approximately 10 hours after he ingested the meal. The autopsy revealed that he had died from liver necrosis and acute pancreatitis. The shocking case was featured in the Journal of Clinical Microbiology, and a YouTube medic known as Dr. Bernard later posted a video discussing his death. Dr. Bernard, who identified himself as a licensed medical provider based in the U.S., outlined the case in the video saying, Many people eat pasta or another form of noodle that are left over for a day or two and they are fine. But be careful of food that is left out for more than just a couple hours. If it smells funny, throw it away. It's always better to be safe than sorry. Pasta? Yeah, I, I would knew? think that pasta was the problem. I would think like if it was a the meat pasta. or something. And you'll have to look this up. Oh I God. looked it up. Yeah. So in his case, fecal swabs taken post-mortem revealed Ugh. the presence of Bacillus cereus, a well-known foodborne pathogen that produces toxins and was found in his, in his system. Ugh. Samples of the student's leftovers were sent to the National Reference Laboratory for Foodborne Outbreaks for analysis and revealed a significant presence of this bacteria. Although it is associated mainly with food poisoning, it is being increasingly reported to be the cause of serious and potentially fatal non-GI tract infections across the U.S. Uh Uh-uh. Think about, like, barbecues or... A GI infection that <sighs> causes you to die after 10 just, hours? Uh, and it can be left out just a couple of hours? Yeah. I, I'm thinking of potlucks, barbecues. How many times know. do you eat potato salad that's been sitting out at your grandma's house all day because it's uh, right? Easter? Or, like, yeah, holidays or... Oh, my god! So, he said the severity of the illness suffered by AJ, who died in October of 2008, is not typical... But it is still very important to practice proper food storage techniques to avoid any incidents. It's recommended to refrigerate perishable food items within two hours. Fresh poultry, fish, and ground meats should be eaten or frozen within two days of cooking. And beef, veal, lamb, and pork within three to five days. 
Okay, here's the great leftover debate. How long do you eat leftovers? Not, I don't really that long. Samuel's very much so a, oh, it's fine. It's only been a few days. I think that's just men. I'm I'm like two days typically. Yeah. If it's like super chilly or like hamburger helper, maybe I'll cook it like Sunday and yeah. finish it by Wednesday for like yeah. lunch or something. Meat though, like a, yeah. I don't know. I'm like one to two days for me. I feel like most things don't taste as good. So I'm. I was going to say, if you're reheating, it's gross. Yeah. Samuel's the one who would have something bad happen because he's like, it's fine. And I'd be like, ugh. I'm second guessing pasta now. I mean, Gosh. 10 hours. I have to Google this because it's called something. It's called like. Is it mad cow disease mm-hmm. from ground beef? It's just so Fried weird. rice syndrome. That's what it's called. What? It's, it, um, I'm guessing because it's common with fried rice. It says it's caused some panic online in recent days after 20-year-old died. It's resurfacing. All this was on TikTok. That's where I found Ugh. it. But um, it refers to food poisoning from the that bacteria, which becomes risk after cooked foods left mm. at room temperature for too long. I'm throwing away all my party dips. Listen. All the dips. But it's like if it's left out for too long, throw it away. It causes that bacteria to grow in your guts. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Rice and pasta are often the culprits. That's why it's called that because it's starchy. Uh, that's it's, those seem like harmless foods too. You know, I would think I so. Would think Macaroni meat, salad. I would eat mayo, that. like eggs. I wouldn't think noodles. Rice. Yes, pasta, Ugh. pasta and rice. I've ate rice. Well, no, because I do refrigerate stuff. Yeah, but like Chinese leftovers and stuff, I'll eat the shit out of that stuff. But anyways, not anymore. Now I'm like, no, Ugh. no. No, no, no. Throw it away. Throw it all away. Died. That's terrible. It's ter- it's so terrible. Anyways. Ugh. Do you have a wacky? No. Girl. Not really. I mean. Well, I have to tell you mine. Okay, good. I'm glad you have one. We just talked about the trick-or-treating on our main mm-hmm. episode, but I have to tell you what my child did. Oh. So, uh, if you've listened to the other episode, I told you the kids are running amok. Mm-hmm. It's trick-or-treating. They're running everywhere, up and down houses. Parents are just kind of hovering back, talking about how we hate all the shit, but we secretly <laughs> love it and we'll miss it when it's gone. Yeah. And he runs down this driveway and there's like 10 adults. We're all standing there. All kids all around. Max goes, gets the candy, runs back down the driveway, screams at me as he's running to the next house. Hey, mama, they got fireball shots up there. (laughs) 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 Immediately, I'm like, hot face. They have so, hey, so it sounded so country too. Hey, mama, they got fireball <laughs> shots up there. That's even better. Every, hey, mama. every parent around me, we like, all went, huh? and just immediately all of us, like in a they group, can't shame you, like, Give the, me a break. like the purge, we all walked up there oh in one God. unit. Like, we heard, we heard y'all have fireball shots up here. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, not my kid yelling <laughs> down the driveway, like, Mouthful of cornbread. Hey, mama. 
<laughs> so oh, I had to go get one. Yeah, that's I mean, hilarious. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. If our friend, and you know who I'm talking about because the fireball knew God that there bless. was so much fireball involved in trick-or-treating, he'd have a kid right now. Listen. He'd be like, okay, whose kid can whose I borrow kid can I to get all this fireball? This friend of ours will damn near Ugh. just throw his guts up from fireball. Man, I can't do fireball. I'm never drinking again. And immediately the next morning, on every trip we've been on, Fireballs. 7 a.m. Hey, do you want to do a shot real quick? No, that is not. Just because it tastes like toothpaste does not make it a toothpaste. It's not a breakfast shot. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He he just smells like a cinnamon candle all the time. Lord, always. Oh my gosh. Anyways, how many episodes till our little break do we have left? Not many. Not many. Three, maybe? Yeah, so we're taking off the month of December. December. I'm having a baby. I don't know if I mentioned that. I mean, I'm due in six weeks. That's the. I don't think you're gonna make it. I don't know. I feel like I'm not gonna make it. I don't feel like you're. I mean, that's every pregnant. Every day, I'm like, how am I getting bigger? How is this? How am I gonna survive? Not even done cooking yet, girl. Six weeks. He needs to gain a little more weight first. But um, yeah. So we're gonna take a break, y'all. I'm sure can understand. But we have a whole backlog. Yeah, we do. We haven't finished all the states for the season, so we're coming back next year. Coming back in January at some point. At some point. We still have more cases this year, obviously, but just giving you a heads up. Yeah. And also our Patreon. Yeah. Hello. We have a a ton of of episodes on there you can uh, catch up. We hope everyone liked the Halloween Halloween episode. Yeah. Sorry it wasn't scary. (laughs) I'm disappointed in myself. We'll have to do a scary (laughs) Thanksgiving. Actually, that reminds me. Shelly... One of our newest patrons, DM Disson, said there's a new scary movie called Thanksgiving. Have you seen the previews? I've finally seen the previews. It, it looks, looks pretty like a, good. What, a pilgrim killer? Yeah. It's weird, but I'm here for it. I'm I like, mean, okay. Thanks, Thanksgiving's like, God damn it. We get, up Thanksgiving. We get yes. skipped over from Halloween to Christmas. We're going to have to stake our claim. They're bringing it. We're gonna, I'm here for that. I can't wait to cover Thanksgiving traditions that are spooky. <laughs> Maybe it's scarier than Halloween. I mean, it could be. I, I mean, know. with the history of how it all went down, we know oh, that. I mean, that is true. It is Maybe not Maybe we should great. cover it that for Thanksgiving Ooh, Patreon. Oh, gosh. That's what we're done. Look, we, look at us deciding. Oh, boy. The oh history boy. Of, of the pilgrims. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Oh. Join us next week for more tales of wacky crimes and criminals to help you get through your week. Bye. Bye.